Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Halloween, everybody. We are coming at you a day early for Halloween. Yes. I bet you didn't expect us to do this one, did you? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I didn't even expect it, honestly. Same. (laughs) We decided last minute. We were like, I mean, why not? You know, it is Halloween after all. You guys might as well get a Halloween special. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best, our our favorite day of the year, honestly. Truly. Truly it is mine. Um, what are you dressing up as for Halloween, Savannah? See, that's a touchy subject because I don't <laughs> know if I will. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Get out of here. Okay, okay. Grinch. Okay. You Grinch of so, Halloween. Listen, I, okay. So last year, remember I said on this, on this show that I got some candy and I was like ready to have people come trick or treat at my house uh-huh. and nobody did. And this year, I'm really hoping that people come around and last year was just a dud because it was raining. Yeah, I'm sure you it know? is. Yeah. And also, um, I am getting on a flight on November 1st um, and I have to leave for the airport at like 3 a.m. So I don't really have any plans on like the actual day of Halloween because of that, except for just, you know, being at my house. Um, I mean, you but can still dress I, up. Yes. See, this is this is what I was gonna say. I have a cape I can wear. <laughs> okay. So we can do that maybe mm-hmm. um, from one of my old costumes. Mm-hmm. And I have like I might know where like a purple wig is, so I can like okay. tie that into it somehow. I don't yeah. know. So I really, you know, I'm not really sure what. I'm going to dress up as or I mean maybe I'll find something to do this weekend the weekend before Halloween yeah mm-hmm. um and and I'll have to put something together last minute because I was slacking <laughs> this year and I did not really plan anything yeah no did you I okay I too I'm coming at you hard but I also didn't plan an okay outfit. see I'm just, but Taylor. here's the thing though <laughs> I have so many Halloween costumes at okay. the ready in my room right now, I have a witch's costume, full witch costume, full Maleficent costume, full dinosaur costume. So, like, I, I don't have to plan, really, you know. Yeah, However, sure, sure. last year on Halloween, I did plan an outfit to be Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. <gasps> yes. But I ended up going to a concert on Halloween, so and I didn't dress up as him <gasps> for the concert. So, if I can find the stuff from that, which I think is in my storage unit. Which will be a hard task, but I could also be Eddie Munson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember you um, had got both of us the tattoo, mm-hmm. the um, what yeah, is the, the brand again? Oh, it was like yeah, um, ink box. Yeah, the ink box yeah. tattoo, um, of yeah his bat his bat tattoo, and I never used mine. Yeah, me neither. I need so to find maybe it. maybe we can both be him. I don't know. Yeah, do you have the shirt? <laughs> I do. No, I don't. Oh, well. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't need it, really. I could just wear, like, any, you know, rock band shirt. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah, maybe we can both be Eddie. See, that would be fun. Yeah. So. We love that. Last minute Halloween costumes. Yeah. <laughs> See, and we planned it right here on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, if you would, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer. We always put up a poll, and they're really fun and funny. So answer them. Just swipe up on the little thing. Please. Please do. Yes. Um, But other than that, I don't really have any more intro topics. What about you, Savannah? Um, You know, I could could go on and on about Halloween, but yeah, let's let's just get the stories going. Yeah, true. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, this week, 
I, I think you're going to be excited about this one. Okay. I'm going to be talking about Day of the Dead. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah, so... Wait, Day that, of... that's so funny. Before you even start, I think I sent you a TikTok earlier of... You did. Something of the Day of the Dead. Oh, wow, I didn't even connect the two. No, you did, and I saw that and i was like she knows she she knows what i'm doing no no i didn't but that video was so sad anyway the day of the dead (laughs) yeah so day of the dead um also known as dia de los muertos in my american accent um (laughs) it is or i've also seen it uh dia de muertos Mm -hmm. so either one um but I'll say Day of the Dead because, you know, I'm not really fluent in Spanish and I, you know, don't think I pronounce things 100%. Yeah, no, we get so. it. So, yeah, anyways, um, Day of the Dead is October 31st to November 2nd. So it's actually a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually going to take it back before I start talking about the actual holiday um to like the history of it a little bit so the earliest roots of day of the dead was the aztec people um in what is now central mexico uh they these people they would use skulls to honor the dead and they used this like thousands of years before the day of the dead started so wow it really did start with them that's cool. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And in their culture, when a person died, they went to the land of the dead. And um, they actually um, went through nine challenging levels, <laughs> which would take like several years. Wow. <laughs> and then they would finally reach their final resting place at the end of those challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the rituals that are, that like honor the dead, um, in August, it would be like in August, um, the family, family of the dead, they would, uh, provide food, water, and tools to help them in their journey to the final resting place. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. So that's sort of where this, um, this holiday got its start, um, yeah, it's really cool when you can, like, trace things back that far, like, thousands and thousands of years. No, yeah, like, literally to the beginning. Right, yeah. Like, that's crazy. hmm Like, it's definitely, definitely changed over time, as, um, as I'll talk about, but honestly, the roots of it are still, still the same, so it's pretty cool. Um, so, Yeah. Um, so, eventually, um, you know, they, they celebrated this every year for years and years and years, and then eventually the Spanish came and conquered the Aztec people, unfortunately, (laughs) because we, you know how we feel about, you know, oh yeah, conquistadors and, you know, colonization and stuff, but... But yeah, that did happen. Um, the Spanish came and conquered them in the 16th century. And the Spanish, you know, they brought the, the Catholic Church with them. So the Catholic Church, they ended up moving these celebrations and rituals um, that honored the dead to the Catholic dates of All Saints Day and All Souls Day. Oh. Yeah, which are November 1st and 2nd. So that's where we get these new dates oh i see mm-hmm. yeah so originally it was in the summer like august and then now moved to november which is kind of a big jump but you know um and also tracing it back again um to you know the origin of all saints day and all souls day because honestly i don't really know much about those but um all saints day Um, and All Souls Day, they were originally pagan holidays, Mm. and they were adopted into the Catholic Church. Um, And I think this happened a lot with, like, the spreading of Catholicism and Christianity, because, you know, 
people had their holidays and stuff and they didn't want to let them go. Mm-hmm. So they would like get this new religion, but they would keep their same holidays and like sort of restructure them. Yeah, definitely. To be, yeah. So, um, so All Saints Day and All Souls Day, they were pagan um, and they centered around bonfires, dancing, and feasting. So, you know, that can sort of match up with uh, the Aztec um, honoring of the dead a little bit, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, that's what they would do. They would honor their dead and, like, have a little party. Yeah, I like um, that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then when uh, paganism was overtaken by Catholicism, they um, still did the same thing, but it was centered around a different idea of um like where the dead went you know when they died (laughs) yeah so that part of it changed but um and in spain um when people celebrated all saints day and all souls day they would bring wine and this uh special bread to the graves of their loved ones Mm -hmm. um and they would cover the flowers, cover cover the graves with flowers and candles to illuminate the dead souls. Mm-hmm. Um, like, illuminate them, like, so they could find their way back, basically. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I know, I know. All these, um, like, ideas of, you know, getting your loved one to come back home, it's just so sweet to me. I know, it hurts <laughs> me a little bit. <clears throat> um... And these traditions of bringing candles to the graves and flowers uh, were brought by the conquistadors to the New World in the 16th century and merged with the Aztecs' ideas and stuff. So So over time, these traditions fused and they became what is now um, Day of the Dead. So, Yay. Sort of a little background there. Um, And honestly, a lot of what I know of Day of the Dead comes from the movie Coco. I was going to ask if you'd seen that movie. <laughs> I know. I just really didn't know. Yeah, we, I mean, we know Savannah doesn't watch movies. <laughs> but I mean, okay. an occasional Disney movie you will watch. Yes. Yeah, of course. No, I love that movie. And honestly, like, I'll watch it and cry. Oh, I cry so... <laughs> every single time I watch it. It's the saddest, most yes. cute, heartwarming movie I've ever seen in my whole yes. life. Yes, and even um, that one, the main song. Mm-hmm. Um, Poco and Loco? Or... Oh, my gosh. Is that what it is? Um, no, like, I don't even remember what it was. Like, the sad one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't... I don't it... remember what it's called, but yeah. I just remember, like, it hearing it not even watching the movie and wanting to cry because mm-hmm. i'm like this is just so sweet mm-hmm. um but yes if you haven't seen coco please go watch it you have to see coco yes <laughs> so the day of the dead um people who celebrate believe that the border between the spirit world and our world sort of like dissolves a little bit and the souls of the dead can come back to visit their loved ones you know what that sounds like to me what? Halloween Town. Well, no, you're right. You're totally right. <gasps> I know. Wait. That's when the Cromwell witches could come back and visit the There's other Cromwells. no way. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You're really connecting that. Maybe, honestly, the writers were onto something there. They were. Like, they definitely connected that. They definitely did. On purpose. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to keep that in mind. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so just like Halloween Town, <laughs> they can come back for one day. Um, and to guide guide their loved ones home, um, people will build ofrendas, um, which is basically like an altar with offerings um, and like candles, photos of the deceased, um, items that they may have left behind. Um, and they'll even have like, letters um and the families will read the letters and like read poems uh tell stories about the people who have passed away just like anything to honor them you know yeah and that is just uh, oh my gosh it just every time i remember that this is something 
that is celebrated so widely in Mexico. I'm just like, I want it to travel. Like, I want it to be more widely. Yeah, I know. Me too. thing everywhere. Me too. It's just so sweet. I just love, I love the whole concept overall. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I know. I kind of want to like, I wish I had done this more when I was like I was going to say, have you ever made an ofrenda? No. Have you? Yeah. I, yeah, I have. Because it was like definitely projects for us. Like I've taken Spanish since elementary school every year. Yeah. Throughout college. So, yeah, definitely. I remember in college they had us make, I mean, only if we wanted to, but we made um, ofrendas in class and then they like made the bread for us. We could try it and it was good. And we just had like a bunch of different like, we kind of celebrate, had our own little day of the dead celebration. Mm -hmm. Like for multiple times. So That's awesome. It was cool. Um, yeah, I know it's like learning more and more about it just makes me want to have my own. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, they, they leave all of this stuff on the table and they also will, um, offer food and things to them too. So things like tamales, uh, water tequila (laughs) um and the bread that you mentioned um it's uh how do you say it pan de muerto oh is it pan de muerto yes yeah yeah. that um it's yeah specific bread for day of the dead Mm -hmm. um and i think i've seen i've definitely seen pictures of it before it's just like yeah for sure round right Mm -hmm. yeah it has like icing on it of some sort or no um i don't know if it's icing or is it like flour yeah it's like flour <laughs> okay i've only seen pictures i haven't seen it in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so they leave all of those things out um and even bring them with them to the graves um and um just just yeah things to guide them home and guide them to our world um, incense is also used, uh, and clay molded sugar skulls. They're decorated mm-hmm. for the altars. Have you, have you made some sugar skulls before? Oh, yes. Also, like, all of my room decorations are pretty much Day of the Dead decorations, like, year round. All of my skulls. I love that. Yeah. Yes. That is so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are really, they're cute decorations, you know? Yes, so. no, they are. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where was I? Okay, so the altars actually, um, the, like, ofrendas, they actually include the four elements of life, for the most part. Um, water, earth, which is food, um, fire, which is the candles, and wind, which is, like, this tissue paper that they, that is hung up. Mm -hmm. Um, so... I, um, so it's like basically tissue paper art with like designs cut out to stream across the altar or like on the wall. Like imagine a snowflake, but instead of snowflakes being hung up, it's like cute squares with like patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I know I'm, I'm imagining putting all this together and it's like, it's just so cute. Mm -hmm. It's so bright and colorful. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and some families also include a crucifix or an image of Mexico's patron saint, uh, the Virgin of Guadalupe. Um, you know, if you're religious, you just add those things on there too. Um, and families will go and clean graves of their loved ones to prepare for the spirits to come. And um, on the night of November 2nd, food is taken to the cemetery to attract the spirits and to share in like a community celebration and that part i love too you know so like everybody's going to visit the cemetery on the same day and they're Mm -hmm. all like sharing food and just having a good time i love it Mm -hmm. and that is a scene in coco right Mm -hmm. yeah it is (laughs) yeah uh and also like at these cemeteries bands will perform and people dance and just you know it's just a big party 
So, right, and that's where I'm trying to be. Exactly, right? Um, yeah, I like this. Um, like, obviously, you know, people dying is always going to be a sad thing, but turning it into this big party is probably, like, it's it's making the best out of a bad situation, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's and, like seeing the happier side of it. Yes, and it's good for the people who are still alive and for, like, the dead in a way. Because, like, when you're still living, you're, like, at least when I'm gone, you know, people will be celebrating me still. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it's good to think about that. Um, and, yeah, so basically what I just said, like... Um, you're keeping the dead still alive in a way by just thinking about them every year at least on mm-hmm. this day um and also according to tradition the gates of heaven or the you know the other world um open at midnight on october 31st and the spirits of children come rejoin their families for 24 hours so like on the first mm-hmm. and um this is called the Day of the Innocents or Aww. the Day of the Little Angels. Aww. This is cute. And the spirits of adults, um, they come and rejoin their families on the 2nd. And also, as that TikTok you sent me earlier said, oh, um, yeah. dogs and just pets can come and visit their families as well on November 2nd. So, so. cute. Yes. Very, very cute. So that is a little, you know, history and summary of the Day of the Dead. Um, So, yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. And now that just made me really want to go watch Coco again. I know. Like, so bad. Yeah. So bad. I know. And cry about, like, all of your loved ones who are in Mm -hmm. the other. Exactly plane of existence or whatever gosh that movie is so sad i really can't it's so sad but at the same time it's it's so happy too yeah i wish i could remember that song i would give anything to remember one word of that song right now in this right i'm trying to it's like right on the tip of my tongue it's actually making me mad because the one you're talking about it's un poco loco is what i was talking about but that's like the happy one at the talent show not yeah. the one that he sings to his grandma. Yeah, because that one I can, um, I'm thinking of right now. And yeah, that's like way more upbeat oh, than I sure. was thinking. Yeah. I'm trying to find. <sighs> it's really bothering me, but it's fine. We don't want to get copyrighted anyway singing a song. <laughs> Wait, I just remembered it. Or I, lo- I looked it up. I cheated. She said I remember but... <laughs> That is so funny. What is it? Remember me. Remember me. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Wow. Yeah, no. (sighs) Oh my gosh, I can't even think about it. No, I really can't think. think I was gonna start saying it, then I'm like, no, I'm gonna start crying, and so I don't want to do that. So, anyway, I guess moving on before I literally start to bawl my eyes out. Right. Um, we're gonna be switching gears heavily. I had a feeling, I had a feeling that you were going to do something that was way, way different than mine. Okay, so, like, I'm ending off the Halloween season, um, because I promised you guys it would be really scary stories, and I think I have delivered that, um, and so this is my last really, really scary one for a minute, okay, because I'm getting real scared doing these things. Okay. Late in the evening. So, anyway, I have for you the legend of Arnie Johnson a.k.a. The Devil Made Me Do It case. Oh. Okay, I feel like I have heard of this. Mm-hmm. It's very famous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'll start off saying this story is indeed the basis for The Conjuring 3 movie. <gasps> oh. And we all know that I love horror movies and have definitely seen this movie, and we all know that Savannah does not, so you have not <laughs> seen it, right? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I had to imagine if you hadn't seen the first Conjuring movie, you probably hadn't seen the third one. Yeah. But, you know, we had to ask. Um, And as far as the movie goes, I would rate it like a 6 out of 10. (laughs) I mean, like, it was okay, but it wasn't great. Not worth it. I would would say I don't know if it's worth it. (laughs) Debatable. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe once. Like, I've only seen it once. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, but anyway, not focusing on the Conjuring movie, this is a real story. It really did happen. And this one, at least there's so much proof on it. So it's just like, it's pretty mind blowing. So this case is actually the first known court case in the United States where the defense sought out to prove innocence in court um, by reason of demonic possession. What? <laughs> yeah. That's just, no. Like, that's crazy, dude. In court? Like, wow. So, you know, that that was a really big case. And basically, they argued that Arnie Johnson was not guilty of committing murder because he was possessed by a demon at the time of the crime. So, yeah, huge story, huge case. It's very controversial because it really did happen and it is true, but people want to know, like, how much is true, you know? So, are you saying that that is what was decided or is that what was well, fought for Well, that is what him? they fought for. So, I'll yeah, tell you what, at the end okay. how it ended. Um, okay. Okay. But it was the, see, after that, this plea has been pled more times. But this was the first time it ever happened in court. Mm. So, you know, whether or not they accept it, well, you're going to have to just wait and see on that one. Okay. So, okay. To start out, there's a few key people that you need to kind of know in the story. So, let me tell you who is who. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. This man is the murderer, okay? The devil made him do it. That's who we're talking about. Main okay. character. So, that's Arnie. And Arnie is dating this girl named Debbie Glatzel. Cuties. Um, little lovebirds. And so, Debbie's family. Um, they were actually the ones to originally be possessed by a demon. And then this demon transferred from the Glatzel family into Arnie, Debbie's boyfriend. Hmm. Interesting. So that's how the story goes. Um, specifically, Debbie actually had like a bunch of siblings and it was her brother, David Glatzel, who was possessed originally. And then after he was possessed, and we'll get into it more, but like his possession kind of spread like a sickness to other people. So very interesting. So we're going to begin, I'll begin telling you, um, David Glatzel's possession story. So the Glatzel family, um, they bought a rental property and like within this town that they lived in, in Connecticut. And, um, I lost my spot. Okay, no, here we go. So they were in the process of cleaning up this rental property and, David recalls one of his first time, like, in this new house, he saw an old man in the same room as him. He just kind of, like, appeared in the doorway, and then he pushed him down, and that scared him really bad. He was like, I didn't get good energy from this old man. And he didn't even know that it was fake at first, but then he was like, I don't know. I Like, we didn't see an old man run out, so <laughs> that was just really weird. Me, I would be freaking out if that happened to me yeah but, yeah probably because <laughs> what yeah and i mean as you can probably imagine his family they did not believe him <laughs> that there was a man they were like you're just saying that to get out of cleaning the house which oh <laughs> listen i would believe that too sorry david <laughs> but anyway david then told them that the man had vowed to harm the glassell family if they moved into the rental home and that was their plan. They were going to move in and renovate it while they were all living there and then move out eventually once it was all fixed up. Mm -hmm. um, so they were like, hmm, you know, I don't know. But then it actually continued and David would have dreams and visions of his old man like every single day. And in them, sometimes he would turn into a monster. Other times he would speak in Latin or threaten him. And then these visions kind of turned into night terrors and then this is when the family was like okay <laughs> like something's going on even if this old man isn't real like david's not okay regardless but one thing that kind of helped the family believe david was that they would hear like weird noises in the attic of the house but none of them wanted to go up there Okay, that's really scary. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hearing stuff in your attic? Yeah. And then David started waking up with bruises and unexplainable scratches <gasps> on him. Oh, no. And then he started showing really weird behavior. Like, 
just being really erratic and like mean for no reason out of nowhere. And so the glass was like, okay, 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 you know, let's call a priest as they do, you know. Um, and he came, came out, blessed the house, but it did not work. And the family said that they didn't even want to rent it anymore because of how evil it felt, but they were like stuck to it because of money. So yeah, they wanted to leave, yeah. but unfortunately they couldn't, they didn't have a choice. That is the case in a lot of these stories. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, imagine you buy a house and it's haunted. That's my worst fear in life. Because there's yeah. no way to really know before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horrifying. But anyway, um, after the priest came, blessed the house, it didn't work. David's visions only got worse and worse. And at this point in time, they were happening day and night. Before, it was pretty much only at night. Now, it's all the time, 24-7. Um, bad. Big bad. Um, yeah, so, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, like the boy, he couldn't even do anything. He was like bound in the house. And I'm like, that's probably the worst place for him. <laughs> you know? Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's move him elsewhere. But there was nothing that could be done. So the family then contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren, the famous demonologist, to try to help them. So the Warrens, they came out to the house. And Lorraine claims to have witnessed a black mist materialize beside David. Which she claims meant, like, it means a Maleficent. Oh, not Maleficent. <laughs> Me. Still stuck on my Halloween costume. Um, <laughs> yeah. Malevolent. Okay, okay. Presence. Yep. Um, also, side note, do you know why it's called Maleficent? Um, no. It's malevolent and another word <laughs> mixed together into one, which is why I, whenever I see the word malevolent, I always accidentally say Maleficent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it okay. basically means like she's good and evil. oh okay but anyway anyway um but yeah lorraine said that means it's basically an evil spirit presence with him so the glossal family you know they start telling the warrens everything that they had witnessed with david and immediately they knew they needed to do an exorcism and in the end actually they had to do three exorcisms three (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep the the first two didn't work no Mm mm-mm during one of them, David actually levitated and stopped breathing for a few minutes. And he, was, he like, after he woke up, he was like, during that time, I was having a vision. And the old man basically was telling him in his brain. Now, this is all happening to him in his head. But meanwhile, he's levitating and not breathing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, what? That's just. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It truly, it truly is like insane. But he was like, the vision in his head was that the old man was telling him that there was going to be an awful slaughtering that was to come. Now, at the time, okay. nobody knew what he was talking about, but they would soon learn. So that's, you know, interesting that he kind of like predicted the future in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in October of 1980, the Warrens contacted Brookfield police to warn them that the situation was becoming dangerous and it was kind of becoming out of their hands that even they can handle. So that's bad. If the <laughs> professional demonologist can't handle the situation, I don't know what the police are going to do. Yeah, honestly. Like, true. I mean, but it's good that they warned them, you know. I but guess. they didn't take it seriously, clearly. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. So, anyway, during these three exorcisms, at some point in the time, it will all of them. Arnie Johnson was present at all of them, okay? And according to eyewitnesses who actually did end up testifying under oath in court, um, Arnie had actually, at one point, while he was witnessing David being, like, basically strangled by nothing, um, Arnie called out to the demon and was basically like, possess me, not David anymore. Like, stop being mean to David. Like, get me instead. What? <clears throat> Which is really sweet. I mean, if you think about it, like, he just didn't want to see David hurt anymore. Like, it was kind of like yeah. a little brother to him. Yeah. And I that's mean, like, true. I'm thinking, like, if that happened to, like, my niece, I would say the same thing. I'd be like, demon, come on. <laughs> like, take me instead for real. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, but truly, that was Arnie's downfall. 
and he didn't even really know it. One big tip, pro tip, if you're going to get anything out of today. If you're having an interaction with a demon, let's maybe not invite them into your body. Um, yeah, probably not. Bad probably idea. Probably not the best idea. Bad idea. Big, big bad. Um, so, after that happened, the family and the Warrens saw a difference in David. And he seemed to be very traumatized, obviously. But he seemed to be getting better. Um, so they were like, hmm, that's interesting. Now, at the same time, things are beginning to happen with Arnie. <laughs> um, and Debbie is kind of the only one at the beginning to kind of realize what's going on. Because she was, you know, close to her brother and then obviously close to Arnie. And... She was very quickly worried that he was also possessed. And according to Debbie, Arnie would fall into this like trance-like state where he would start growling like an animal and hallucinate and say really weird things and do really weird things and have no memory of it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... Mm-hmm. See, but to me, that just sounds like um, dissociative identity disorder, yeah. right? But we're in the 1980s, so, you know. Right, right. Do they even know that word exists? I don't think so. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. You know, who knows. Um, so, pretty much, he's kind of experiencing mild possession symptoms. Like, the, what was happening to David at the beginning is what's happening to Arnie now. <clears throat> okay. Okay. It hadn't got to the point of, like, night and day hallucinations all the time. Just quite yet. But he was, like, doing some really weird things. Um. So, yeah, we're going to fast forward to September, no, not September, February 16th, 1981. Um, Arnie Johnson calls in sick to his job, and he was working at Wright Tree Service at the time. So he called in sick, and he decided for that day he wanted to join Debbie at her job at this dog kennel, um, which is very interesting, but, you know, I guess I needed help at the kennel because um, Debbie worked there with her sister, Wanda, and then Debbie's cousin, Mary, worked there too. So just three girly pops and then Alan Bono, who was the couple's landlord, but also the boss at the kennel. So a family business, you know, going mm-hmm. on here. So anyway, it was lunchtime at the kennel and the boss, Alan Bono, he went to a bar for lunch and Debbie took her family and Arnie to get pizza and when they all got back from lunch Bono was extremely drunk drunk and really really agitated um so Debbie told everybody to leave the room basically so that they could talk and so he could like calm down but Bono ended up grabbing Mary and refused to let her go <laughs> which is just like this okay. grown man just really drunk I can picture it but I'm like sir what are you doing like yeah can you just calm down, please? I, yeah, see, what you just, just described, like, I don't like that. No, I don't like that at all. Grabbed her and wouldn't let her go? Like, no, and he's um... he's not even not letting her go. He's like, I'm not letting her go. Like, she can't go. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, okay, well. So then Arnie kind of hears what's going on and goes in the room, and he's, like, demanding Bono. He's like, release Mary. Um, And Bono's like, no. So an argument ensues between the men. And Debbie's trying to mediate the situation, and as you can imagine, it's a big mess, because Bono's really drunk, and Arnie's half-possessed in the corner. So, Wanda comes back into the room and tries to pull Arnie away, but Debbie noticed at this point, he's kind of dissociating. She said that he seemed very distant, as if he was beginning to get into one of his trances, and then he started growling like a mad animal, and then pulled out a five-inch pocket knife and stabbed Bono repeatedly. <gasps> hmm No. hmm And Bono actually died a few hours later from the wounds, which he did. He was alive for a few hours after the stabbing, so that's... Oh, my God. It's quite bad. And Arnie Johnson was found two miles from the um, site of the killing, just walking down the road, and that's where he was arrested. Um, so... Yeah, and what's even crazier is that this actually was the first unlawful killing in the history of Brookfield, Connecticut. The whole city. The first murder. They had had accidental deaths and, like, car accidents, but no murder until now. 
Well. So, yeah, the town was shook enough by the killing alone, but then you add on top, maybe it's a demon. And they're like, what is going on? Right. So, the day after the killing, Lorraine Warren went to the Brookfield police and informed them that, no doubt in her mind, Arnie Johnson was possessed at the time of the crime. And that he should not be held, like, liable for the crime. And as soon as the story hit the press, I mean, the media whirlwind started. Everybody wanted to know if it was real or not. And apparently, it was later come out that this media blitz was kind of pushed and supported by the Warrens. It got them a bunch of lectures and talks and book deals and even movie deals out of it. And it was kind of making them a lot of money. And so they were pushing it harder and harder and harder. Um, and so that kind of made people, you know, have a little bit of doubt, um, which I mean, I understand that, Mm -hmm. but they kind of weren't pushing it out until after it had already happened. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, you know, maybe they were just like, well, we might as well get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I mean, that's still really messed up, but like, I'm not saying that it wouldn't cross my mind, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, anyways, moving on to the trial of Arnie Johnson, um, Martin Manella was Arnie Johnson's lawyer and he actually traveled all the way to England to meet with some lawyers who had seen similar cases over the pond. (laughs) Um, so the, none of those cases that like to the lawyers that he was talking to, that none of them had actually made it to trial. Unlike Arnie's. So, as I said, this was the first one dealing with demonic possession that actually made it to court. But there were that didn't make it to court, but still had demonic, like, themes, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So, he's talking to them, and he planned to bring them in, as well as exorcism specialist. And he also had to threaten to subpoena the priest who oversaw David's exorcism. Because they didn't want to cooperate at first. Which, that... Makes me believe it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, maybe the yeah. priests don't want to talk in general in court. But the fact that they didn't want to be there, I'm just like, well, well, I guess I could lean either way. Are you saying it's fake or are you saying it's true? Yeah, know. honestly. Yeah, maybe they just didn't believe that it was like a real yeah. reason for this murder you know like and they just didn't want to be a part of it yeah but they literally had to and they and they were eventually but oh well i mean because they literally had to (laughs) i mean he was gonna either drag them to court or they were gonna go on their own free will but regardless right yeah (laughs) they were gonna end up there um so the trial began on october 28th 1981 and manila entered the plea of not guilty by virtue of possession for arnie But the judge did, in fact, reject the plea. Um, He claimed that due to the lack of evidence of possession and noting, like, nothing of that nature had ever been used in court before. And so it would be very unscientific and unlawful to base somebody's life on that, you know, Mm -hmm. which is understandable. So the defense that they then moved to was that Arnie acted in self-defense. Okay. Um, so because of this whole shenanigans, the jury wasn't legally allowed to consider the possibility of demonic possession at all in the case. Now, of course, since it had been mentioned, you have to know that it was in their mind. Right. Mm-hmm. But they just couldn't use that as like, this is why we say guilty or not guilty. So, mm-hmm. but you know, they were still thinking about it. But anyway... They deliberated for three days, and on November 24th, 1981, Arnie Johnson was convicted of only first-degree manslaughter, <laughs> not murder. So Interesting. Very interesting. So, so they kind of believed him on it. They did. They did. And, I mean, if you really think about it, like, he, that guy, Bono, he was definitely a victim. But he played a part that day. He was holding a little girl hostage. <laughs> Let's not mm-hmm. forget. True, like, true. Even without no, the mean... demon, like, that's already a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, 
Barney was sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison, but he only served four years and 11 months before he was getting, before he was released. So, you know, that's not bad. Four years for a murder. That's yeah, honestly, not a long time. Yeah. That doesn't seem long at all. No, not at all. For something that bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so... Obviously, this case is very well known today because of how wild it is and it's inspired many documentaries and movies and books, all the things. And I actually didn't watch it because it just came out like two days ago, which is weird timing for me. But a new docuseries is on Netflix about this case. So just dropped oh. and I don't, I didn't look it up because I forgot, but. See, okay, well maybe that's what, what um I heard of recently with oh, maybe. this. Because. Maybe. Like, I, I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but I yeah. feel like I've seen stuff about that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched it either. And, of course, I was already done with my, like, notes when I found out. And I was like, I don't have time to watch the whole series right now in time to do the story. So, I plan on watching it. And if anything, I'm assuming they have new things about it if they are making a documentary. So, maybe an update in the future. I don't know. Possibly. But, um, yeah. Anyways. The Glatzel family, after all this ended, um, they say that they have endured so much public ridicule in the town and even afterwards since the events went down. And one of Debbie's other brothers, Carl, he said that he was forced to drop out of school because of how bad he was getting bullied for it. Oh, and wow. Carl actually has like a lot of animosity towards the whole situation. He came out mm-hmm. and he was like, the Warrens made it all up and everybody's lying. Mm-hmm. Um which could be true, or maybe he's just mad, and it ruined his life, and he that's why he's mad, or maybe a little bit of both, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But, hmm. and okay, another thing to take into consideration with that, with Carl, the Warrens apparently promised the family millions, like, once the situation was blowing up in the news and stuff, mm-hmm. because of how much money they were making, um, but they were only ever paid $2,000. that's it yeah so that's maybe one thing that we need to look into is how bad the warrens actually are yes because they actually robbed a lot of people of a lot of money allegedly Mm -hmm. um but yeah they definitely robbed this family of money yes and then after all of that they are praised as these people who like exactly you know were these these professional ghost hunters amazing like doing god's work exactly in these movies and i'm like "Mm," like i love the movies don't get me wrong but we don't have to praise the warrens because you know (laughs) yeah they're not the best yeah i've heard some things about them um yeah yeah. so you know but also i just don't know it's hard i just want to talk about whether i what i think about the whole possession thing right like i already said that i think that he just had some sort of mental problem right mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what Wait, I'm arnie with. yes or do you mean like the whole family david because i mean i know see i know multiple people i mean i'm honestly stuff like that is passed down True, but Arnie's not related to the family. He's just the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. So I'm like, was he just acting? Mm. I I don't know. I don't know. Because the only thing that's weird after that is, like, when David got better is when Arnie got sick. And that's what's weird to me is because the whole family has stood by that fact. They're like, regardless if it was whatever it was, when David got better... Arnie got sick. Okay. So, I don't know. I think, personally, I think it's a little mix of both. I think there was a little bit of ghost things happening. Mm -hmm. But then they kind of just, like, turned it up a notch for the story. Yeah, yeah. And, like, maybe your mind can play tricks on you when there's already a little bit of stuff. Definitely, definitely. Or maybe you, like, convince yourself that you're possessed. Because, honestly, I think a big part of it is if you believe it enough, it becomes true. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. Um, but I do have a little bit more. Okay, okay. For you. Arnie Johnson and Debbie Glatzel continue to be married to this day. Uh, no way. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Wow. Debbie stayed with him through it all. 
She stayed by her man. Yeah, she sure did. So, you know, even the demons couldn't stop them. True love. How romantic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's even crazier than that is that Debbie and Arnie still support the Warren's account of the haunting. They said, yep, that's all true. Wow. But unfortunately, Debbie actually died back in 2021 from cancer. But they died a really happy, well, not they, Arnie's still alive. But Debbie, you know, she died a happy married couple, which honestly, it shocks me that they were still married. This whole yeah. time. Right. And she did die from cancer, if you were curious. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing okay. crazy. Um, okay. But as for Arnie's life after prison, the only thing that we really know is that him and Debbie stayed married and that he did get his high school diploma in prison. So that I think that he's pretty much not like in, what's that, like protection program? <laughs> like, I don't think oh. he's fully in that. Like but witness like, protection? Yeah, I think that he his identity might be a little protected because of how famous his case is. Right, yeah. But as far as I can tell, he seems to be doing good and hasn't really committed any murder since then. So, <laughs> well, I mean, was that it a is demon? Good. I don't know. I don't know. Was it a mental illness? I don't know. But, I mean... Maybe it's just, like, a mix of all in the, the situation that I was in and everything. And... Yeah, exactly. And I think in the end, he was just trying to protect his girlfriend and his fam- her family. So... yeah. You know, maybe he didn't have to do it so brutally, but, you know, he had to do what he had to do to protect Mm -hmm. the people that he loves and love for the rest of his life, which I think that's adorable. But, yeah, I don't really know how I feel about the demonic possession. I feel like it's a little half tea, half lemonade situation. We've got to mix it up. Right, right. Because I I honestly don't know if I believe in possessions. Yeah. You know? I mean, I just have never seen it. But if it is true... I want to believe a little bit just so I'm like, I don't claim that to happen to me. Because as much as I want a ghost experience, I don't want to be possessed. I'm good off that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Real good. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the legend of Arnie Johnson and the devil made me do it case. Wow. Da-da-da. Yeah, that was definitely a different, a way different route that I went down. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah you're just really happy. And mine was just full darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, okay. But, um, you know, happy Halloween, guys. Um, yeah, happy Halloween. We're going to keep the creepy, fun, weird stories coming. But, mm-hmm. you know, our Halloween scares don't ever really stop here. But yeah, the season, oh, actually, I guess, is officially though, over. Yeah, the season is over. And unfortunately, we will be skipping next week. Mm, sorry, guys. But this one's early. So, you know, it kind of makes up for it. Yeah exactly (laughs) but definitely go check out our instagram for pictures from this week and go rate and review us on apple Podcasts and spotify please um but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't really have anything else for you guys what about you savannah nope nothing else okay well then i guess we will see you guys in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. cue the music (laughs) 